Good morning. My name is Cameron. I'm so glad that uh, you've joined us here for the last week of the, the parenting series. Uh, how many of you have, have just been so impacted by this parenting series? How many of you just, you show up all this. Yeah. Like Brian said, my wife and I, we're, we're kind of pre-gaming this. Uh, we're kind of in the game plan stages. Like we're writing this down like, oh, that, that was good. Uh, that, was, that was amazing. That was great. We're kind of in the pre-game. All right. And we're kind of learning a, a little bit as we go kind of thing. And it's just been so impactful to, to see uh, the parents in our lives, in our connect groups, and the, the, what they put practicality behind. Uh, we're, uh, I just want to show you a picture of my family here. This is, that's us. Everybody says, oh. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. That was all. Just clap it up. Yeah. Uh, anybody like the office? That's, uh, yeah, oh, there, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Regional manager, Ruthie is assistant to the regional manager. That was Father's Day. Uh, that was pretty cool. But uh, throughout my time as a, as a kid, as a teacher, I'm a teacher, I teach math, and, and then as a coach, and now as a parent of a, of a four-month-old, there, there's one thing I've learned. It's how to be exhausted, <laughs> right? You, you that laugh, you know how that first year, my goodness. Now I'm, not, I'm just talking about sleep. Like sleep, yeah, I like sleep, but it's been absent. But I'm talking about mental and physical and emotional exhaustion. I think back to as a kid. When I, how many of you played uh, Little League or youth sports growing up? Or how many of you, your kids play youth sports right now? All right, good. So like half of you. But the crazy thing about Little League or youth sports are the parents. Like, there's the, the one kid that barely walks up there, and then, the, the, yeah, that's my baby, that's my baby, yeah, go, baby. I'm like, lady, let him bat. <laughs> Cut the cord and let him bat. Like, like that, I, I viewed that, even as a kid, I was like, that's exhausting. And growing up, I played at China Grove Little League Fields by the railroad track. You know, I, you go from the little field to the big field, you know, middle field and the big field. It didn't get any better. It probably got worse. And then there was parents, you know, dads that would come down to the dugout and be like, hey, you know what? You need to switch the bat to hold the little part, you know, hold the big part in your hand and hit with the little part up here. And tell them stuff that was terrible, but they would try to coach them up in this. And I'm like, that ain't right. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And it was just so exhausting to see that. And then becoming a teacher, it, I thought, you yeah, hey, you know what's so great about being a teacher? It's the parents. Psych. That, like... <laughs> Like it's not, it's not. If the, that was probably again the one thing I would change would be the parents. They're exhausting. Like they're my, my wife and I, we're both teachers. She gets emails at ten o'clock at night, and this parent's like, you know, hey, I need you to respond immediately. I'm asleep. Like I turned email off my phone, so I didn't see it anymore. Like if my students try to get my attention, it's not going to happen because it, it's just so exhausting it, to be that involved. It's got to be crazy exhausting. And as a coach, whoo, y'all, I, you know, I, you see you sports, I, you know, playing. I was like, man, your mom and dad, you're, they're crazy. <laughs> Teacher, your parents are crazy. Coach, nah, that's a whole nother crazy. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's nuts. I had a dad come up to me one time after the game that we lost. So just a, 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 here's a, I'm, I'm informing you when your kid plays sports. And if you want to talk to the coach about anything, Definitely do it right after they lost, right after the game. 
hey, coach, uh, can I get your attention? Uh, you guys lost the game, and I, I think I can tell you a few things of, of how you got it. You can fix it. Like, that, that's the perfect time. I'm completely sarcastic. Please don't do that. Like, coaches hate that, and then they become that kid. But he came up to me and said, why is my kid not playing center field? He's, he's playing left field. If you don't know which one's left, you stand at home plate. It's the one in the left. And the out. Yeah. yeah. It's clever. They got really clever with the naming. But he then proceeded to tell me all of his stats before. Well, he batted first. He played center. He did, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, and then I was, you know, Jesus, help me to not smack this guy in the face. Just like, he doesn't get it. Like, you need to understand this. Once your kids get to high school sports, if they're playing at all, you should be happy. I mean, I got to the high school level. I played at high school level, and that was it. I was happy to play at all. That's what you should be as a parent. But he said, why isn't he playing center field? So I politely said, you know, sir, honestly, I, would, I want, you know, center fielders the best fielder in the outfield. I want a center fielder everywhere in the outfield. And that satisfied him for then. You know, he, he, was, he walked on. He said, okay, well, he, he didn't, I didn't play him in center field anymore. I still played him in left because I wanted him in left. But being that type of parent, just, you know, as this parenting series has happened, I reflect back at, all of my interactions, either with parents as a, as a kid, my parents, and then, you know, other people's parents, and then parents as a teacher, parents as a coach. Man, some of the way people act as parents is exhausting. Not only the fact that, you know, I, I'm a brand new dad. It, it's just exhausting in that moment of, of taking care of that baby. It's exhausting. How many of you have felt that exhaustion? You know exactly what I'm talking You might have come in the doors and felt exhausted. Like you, the, the people that went on the Jamaican trip know exactly what I'm talking about. You're exhausted. But maybe there's something to our exhaustion. Maybe there's something there that we're missing. You see, so much of what we do as parents is centered around our kids. Or so much of what we do as parents is, is what we want. This is what we want to do. And I think we're missing it. I think we have an identity crisis. We, we've put our everything as a parent into these kids and what we want, or even worse, comparing ourselves to other people. With social media, it's so prevalent that it's so easy. Oh, they went to Disney World, and we're just going to McDonald's. <laughs> you know, you're going to be exhausted if you keep comparing yourself to other people. We have an identity crisis that we've got to fix. <clears throat> And naturally, we would search for some kind of identity as parents. The easiest place to look and the most common place to look is horizontally. We look to our kids. We look to other comparison. We look to what we want to do as parents. And all of those things are going to lead to exhaustion. You know what? Your kids make terrible gods. If you put center your life around your kids, they make terrible gods because they're sinners just like you and me. So we don't need to center our lives around our kids. This culture, that's all they do is you go here with this kid, you go here with this kid, you go here with this kid, everywhere. Or we're going to do what I want to do. We're going to go here, 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 here. And there's no room for God in any of it. We need to look somewhere else for our identity. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. We will find rest as parents when we redirect our identity to Christ. You see, when we put our identity in our kids, 
You start looking at their successes and failures as your successes and failures. You can teach her, yeah, it's good. It's good to succeed. And sometimes, you know, I teach math, so it's okay to fail because you learn something from failure. But we're too afraid to let them fail even because we're so, we, we think so much that, hey, if they fail, I fail. Or if they succeed, I succeed. Oh, this, this kid got an A. My kid got an A, so I get an A for parenting. And you're going to, you know, take a picture of it and send it out. That's exhausting. And it's not only exhausting for you. That's exhausting for your kids. I see it. I teach AP Calculus. Some of you are like, I can't even spell that. <laughs> and their kids, they, they are so, I see their parents, they come in, and they're taking all kinds of AP classes. And they're exhausted. You know, they, they're just, it's a competitive in college, but they're so exhausted because of the expectations and the, just the consumption that their parents put on them. And let's not do that to our kids. And let's not put everything into our kids like that's our identity. Like if they're smart, I'm smart. That's not the way to go. That's exhausting. Let's look at what Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says. You can follow along on version. Or the words will be up on the screen as well. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. Whew. If I, that exhaustion part, all who labor and are heavy laden. Yep, that's me. You know, first four months of a child's life, that would describe me. Parents, that your life consumed, is so consumed with what your kids do. That's you. you. You feel that labor and heavy laden. Come to me, Jesus says this, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is talking to these, these people here that are so beaten down by the law, but it's because their identity, they found their identity in the law, like doing this, doing that, doing this, doing that. And they were exhausted. It felt like they were literally taking a cart meant for a horse on their back. That's the type of burden. How many of you, I mean, you you don't have to raise your hand. How many of you have felt that burden as a parent? Like that you felt like you were carrying a wagon meant for a horse. And Jesus says, come to me. So oftentimes as parents, we go to everything else when we are tired and weary We'll go home, we'll just sit down, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm going to go play video games. That's me. I'm really bad at that. And then, hey, you know, let's do this, this, and this to, to, to tire down. And we don't leave any room for Jesus in that. Come to me. So many of us go everywhere else besides Jesus. I, I can tell you right now, in my first four months as being a parent, I don't think I've ever prayed as much in just random moments that I have in those first four months. Just, God, I, I need help. God, I, I need you right now. <laughs> like, she's not sleeping right now. Like, she's thunder kicking in her, like, cradle. Like, what we got, what we got to do, God? Like, just going to him first. Because he can take that burden away from you. I'm constantly in the word. How do you find rest in God as a parent, is you need to be constantly in the word. Like, I feel like I say that every time I'm up here, but it's so important. If we ever want our kids, Brian talked about it week one, you need to know where your kids are spiritually. If you ever want to know where your kids are spiritually, you got to 
be plugged into the source yourself. Because it's so important that we ourselves model that for our kids. Like The one thing that I want most for Ruthie is that she sees Christ as the center of her life, not that she's the center of our life or that we are the center of our family, that Christ is the center. Christ must be a priority. I was thinking about this, like how does this look even when we're not at church, when we're not doing the things of God? Man, if you go play ball, if you go to dance, how are you glorifying God in that? How are you, how are you talking as a parent to say, hey, look, we're going to go play ball today, but let's reflect Christ. Like, how can you be an impact to those people on your team? How can you show Christ to the people on your team? And I envision this even just as, a, as you know, again, I'm pre-gaming. I, I'm all in the, the game planning stages of this. And I just thought about, hey, how, what would it look like if I would, was to take my child to school and say, hey, look, let's pray together. Let's talk about let's, let's just, this verse. Let's talk about this verse. Come to me, this Matthew eleven twenty eight. Let's, let's talk about this. And then at the end of the day, when I pick her up, man, come to me. Just conversation about her day and how it's centered around Christ. Like, how did you impact Christ today? How did you show off Christ today? You think that's a weird train of thought, but that's what we're called to as Christians is, is to place Christ at the center of our life. And what a, what a small adjustment that would be in our lives. We carry the burden so much. We might feel weary because we carry the burden that we think that everything that we do is going to cause us to change our child. Like we, we I, I wrote it down. I love it. I want to be intentional with Ruthie. I'm going to be very engaging with Ruthie. I'm going to make sure I know where she is spiritually. I'm going to make sure discipline. But if all of that is all I do is a checkbox of these things, and Christ is not at the center of it, I'm going to miss the point, and she's going to miss the point. Because Christ should be at the center. Christ does the changing of our children. That should really be freeing. When, when, when you realize that you can't change your child's heart, that should be a burden lifted from you when you give it to Christ. Because only he can change your child's heart. So resting... Something else you could write down. Resting in Christ requires surrender of control. I'll say that again. Resting in Christ requires surrender of control. But, but I, I want to control everything. Like that's what you're thinking in your mind. You some of y'all love control. I, I'm not, I, there's some things I, I like to control. I, I don't. But there's ways that I can see it in my life that could be where I want to control what Ruthie does. Now, I'm not saying that we don't control the environments they're in, but I'm talking about the controlling the change in your kid's life. When you think that you are the end all to be all, you're going to be exhausted. Jesus is the end all to be all. He's the one that you surrender control to. We can be intentional engaging, but if we expect to change our child's hearts, we miss the mark. Psalm 46.10 says this. Be still. We don't know how to be still. We're not very good at that. I'm not very good at that. Even if a moment of silence, you know, I pick up my phone and start doing something. Oh, oh, oh crap, I'm on my phone. Be still 
and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. When it comes to your kids and raising them, are you knowing that God is God? Because that, that, that first part of the verse, that be still and know that I am God, there's so much power there. When I am worried, when I am stressed, I realize, you know what, God? You're in control. Complete control. We, have, we think we have control. God is in complete control. You've got to surrender control to him because he knows and is in all. Think about that. I have this here. This is such a, a powerful reminder. There is never a moment where you or your children are not under the all-powerful control of King Jesus. You can't surprise him. There are things that surprise me as a parent, even within the short time that I've been a parent. There are some things that she does that surprises me. There's some things that I'm very surprised that have happened. Like, I did, you know, people talk about it, get pooped on. Like, I was kind of surprised at the time. I was like, oh, I got poop on me. I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't think anybody, like, likes it, obviously, but <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> but God's not surprised. Man, that, that, that should cause you to just be encouraged. If you're exhausted, man, rest in Christ. Surrender control to him because he gives you rest in the fact that he knows all. Especially with your children. You don't know how they're going to turn out. You hope you raise them right. Like I said, you, you're intentional. You're engaging. You're using the discipline. But you don't know how they're going to turn out. God does. That's what I just think about what God has for my daughter. And I get teared up. I don't, I don't care what she becomes. I, be, I care about who she knows. Specifically Christ. I want her to see Christ at the center of it all. Because that's when you truly find rest. Now you might be thinking, hey, this, this sounds all good and all, but you said two things. And, you know, this sounds like I can just chill as a parent. Like, oh, I, here you go, God. I give you control. I'm resting in you. And then that's the tendency is to, oh, I can just be inactive. And that is completely wrong. This doesn't call you to be apathetic. All right, there's so many times I, I emailed this one parent, and I was like, your kid's acting up. And I, I didn't say that. Like, I, I teachered it up. as your child is misbehaving in class. I don't know what to do with him. And she goes, I don't know what to do with him either. That's all she said. So... That was the apathetic approach. She surrendered control. She, you know, I, I'm done with it. You know, I'm walking away. I didn't do it. He did it. But there has to be an activity. If you've met, like the whole series has been all of the practical application of everything. Being intentional with the conversations you have and where you have your children. Like, don't just take them to church. Value church yourself. My parents modeled that for me. Like, we did not, as much as I played baseball and sports, we did not play on Sunday. If we did, it was after church. We prioritized 
church. And I didn't see it as, you know, it's just parents checking off a checklist. No, no, no. It was involvement. How are you involved in the church? How are you engaging with the church yourself? Because your kids are watching. Your kids are watching what you do in church. That's why so many, when they grow up, they leave because they saw what their parents did. And it's so superficial the way their parents were involved in church. I don't ever want my daughter to see that. I want her to see the love I have for my church, not only my church, but my connect group. And the, and the empowering we have with each other. You can write this down. When we do redirect our identity to Christ, we don't have to be perfect, but we have to be persistent. Just thinking, oh, I'm going to rest in Christ, hands off. God, you take control. And then no activity. That is contrary to the first part even anyway. Because you still need to be intentional, engaging, disciplining your child. Because it's all for the glory of God. It's so, it's changed my train of thought just thinking about, hey, I want to do everything for the glory of God. That literally means everything. So when I go to work, I want to give my all. Everything I got. Because it's for God. Same thing goes with parenting. Like, I want to do the best job I can. But in the end of the day, her successes and failures are not dependent on me. How she succeeds or goes on, it's not me. It's Christ. So i got to be attached to that source. I've got to go to him. 1 John 3.18. Little children, let us not love in word or talk. Because talk is cheap. I know that this is a tendency to, to go through a series of parenting and think, oh, I, that's good. I need that. Oh, I, I need that. Oh, I, I will do that. That's a good one. It's another thing to do it. The end of the verse goes, but, uh, excuse me, in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. Deed. Don't just take this parenting series like every other series. If you take a series, you know, that we've gone through and you're like, yeah, that was good. And then you forget about it. You know, what was our first series? Listen, God is speaking. How many of us have tapered off from getting in God's word? We were so excited about that. But how many of us just, you know, it's, it's a long time gone and we forgot. Don't let this be that way with the the parenting series, that there's so much practical application. You don't have to be perfect, but you have to be persistent. And if you want your child to grow up to know Christ, how are you modeling it yourself? Do they see you just go to church and there's no, there's no fruit? Do you're, we got to go to church. When you sing worship, do you? Oh, the overwhelming. Yeah, that's really overwhelming by the way you're singing. How do they see you worship? Like, do you enjoy God? Because your kids are watching. I know this because this is in my own life. When I, my parents, like the one thing that I'm so glad they did for me is they valued Christ above all else. Like I saw them in their word. I saw my grandparents, my grandfather, pastor in his word, in, in his dementia. I saw it. 
What are your kids seeing from you? Just sit at home and watch TV, never talk about Christ. How many of you know this too, to be true? If you need rest and you've got a million things to do, you, you can't rest. You've got to be active. You've got to be persistent with your children. Parenting's hard. <laughs> that could probably have been like the sermon. Parenting's hard, right? Anybody got it figured out? Raise your hand. If you raise your hand, then Quentin will find you and smack you in the back of the head from the back. No. Okay. Parenting's hard. We make it harder when we center our lives as a family around our kids. They make terrible gods. When we center our lives around ourself and pleasure and just what we want to do, that makes terrible gods and we'll be exhausted. We have to center our life around Christ. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This, I, when I read this, I read a book that was about parenting, and this was one of the passages of Scripture they reference for parenting. You know, there's always the Ephesians 6. You know, we talked about them all series. But this one rarely gets used, and, and it's such a powerful, powerful passage of Scripture when you think of it in light of parenting. Let's go there. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. This is after the resurrection. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. We think in that, we think we have the authority. We think we have all authority. We have kind of more of an ambassador authority. This, this, we've been given authority by God. We, God, Jesus has all authority. There's your piece of, that, that's the, Jesus needs to be the center. Why? Because he has all authority has been given to him. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. How are you making a disciple in your own home? Because the, the, the great commission here is disciples making disciples, making disciples, making disciples. What are you making disciples of in your kids? Is it disciples of sports? Is it disciples of academics? What are you making your kids disciples of? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. There's our job. Teaching them the ways of God in the moments that come, in the discipline, in the intentionality, in the engaging. What are you teaching them about God? You're like, I don't know about God. You've got to get in the Word yourself. What are you teaching them about God? What are you making them disciples of? Best part. And behold, I am with you always. Always means always means always. Isn't that refreshing that, to know that as parents, if I get it wrong, guess what? Jesus is with me. It gives me forgiveness. gives me grace. 
to get through that day. And it's so powerful to know that Jesus is with us, that I don't have to be perfect, that I can be persistent, and I can rest in him because I know that he is with me. Man, that, that gets me excited as a, as a very young parent, parent I, that he is with me always to the end of the age. I may be forgotten. Jesus doesn't get forgotten. His word endures. How are you, what disciples are you making your kids? Think about that. Think about what you're portraying to your kids. Really take an honest look at your life as a parent. Do you spend more time doing stuff? Do you spend more time busyness of your kids? Or is it centered around Christ? You have to take a hard look at that. And you have to cut stuff out of your life that doesn't belong. Brian talked about it. When we put our kids in certain environments, those people around them can also train them up also. Cut stuff out of your life. That doesn't belong. I hope that this series has been so much so impactful in your life that you take you have so much to take away, but I don't want you to miss what was at the center of all of it. It was Jesus. We want to raise Christ-centered kids. I don't want Ruthie to grow up and not know Jesus because of my life. I don't want her to go do all these things and miss Jesus because it's just going to be exhausting. And I know every single person in here that's a parent, you want some rest. Man, find rest in Jesus today. Place him at the center of your life. Stop centering your life as a family around yourselves and your kids. Cut out stuff that doesn't belong. Because that's, those things are making you exhausted. Rest in Christ. I want to pray for us. That today, something changes in the way we parent. That we're center our life around Christ. That we cut out the garbage that is so temporal, that's this horizontal stuff that we fill our lives with, and we're so tired from doing all this stuff, it's because that's where you're putting your identity, when we need to look up vertically to Christ. Let's pray. Father, I'm humbled today to be up here. As a young parent, I... I don't have all the experience, but God, I, I, I see all these things that are so practical. Things that you have called us to do as parents. Father, I pray that if there's anyone in here that feels exhausted, not sleep exhausted, just spiritual, mental, emotionally exhausted, that they will take a good look at their life their family life, what is centered around? Is it centered around their kids, themselves, comparison? God, whatever it is, get it out. Convict. 
God, I pray that you will be the center of our life. Period. Whether we have kids or not. That you are the center because that's where we find our rest. In you. And only in you. God, help us to surrender control. To realize we are not our child's savior. God, help us to make disciples. But we can't do that if we aren't plugged into you, God. I pray that as we go from here, that we're going to our connect groups, that we're sharpening each other in accountability of, hey, how are you raising your kids? How are you plugged in to the source of life? Father, I thank you for each one that's here today that, and their willingness to hear from you. I pray that this has challenged them to get closer to you, God. I ask all these things and pray all these things in your name. Amen.